You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete floors to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud Every Sunday uh, morning, uh, camp. I nearly called you the wrong name, man. Good morning, Gorilla. How are you, mate? Not too bad. Now we need the line up straight away, don't we? Because we normally do this show live, but obviously with the with the corona disease and all that going on, we can't get in the studios, and we're still recording this from the the union uh, uh, headquarters. So uh, without doing it live, and that's why we played both songs this morning to cover our tracks, and uh, we did play Richmond first for a reason, but hopefully we're right. But uh, it's not like us to get things wrong, is it, mate? Nah, but, mate, we'd never do that. So so, so that's the reason we're doing that. But uh, we have brought a guest in this morning and uh, with with a finals fever because it, I, I think he's a more highly well, highly decorated player than this bloke, is there? Uh, uh, nah, mate, he's done it yeah, all. Mate. So we've got Martin Pike. Let's give him a hand. Got on your Pike. Yeah, for coming in, mate. And uh, he's played in four, one, one four grand finals. How's that for an introduction, Pikey? Is that the best you've ever heard? Fantastic. Excellent. Very professional start to the show, gentlemen. Thanks very much. So, uh, look, mate, we brought you in here for your skills on the football and uh, 
We just want to, well, first of all, we can probably read out a few of your details here, because it did go to a lot of trouble, as you know, mate, and uh, 15 pages, and I got one paragraph, but anyway, <laughs> I'll start to worry about you then, but uh, you've played for uh, senior clubs, you've played for Norwood, Melbourne, Fitzroy, North Melbourne, Brisbane, you've played in four premierships, uh, your place of birth is South, is South Australia, uh, I've got your jumping numbers, we don't care about that, do we? Not really, 13. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Wikipedia. Is your weight still 92 kilos? Uh, 92 and a half. <laughs> very, very harsh coming from us, I'll tell you. Exactly. But he does still look fit, though, Pike. He looks like he can play tomorrow. So, listen, mate, run your eye over what you think about the, the big grand final. Obviously, it's over now, but... Uh, it's been a sort of... I think the AFL done a pretty good job to get the season on the road, really. Oh, done a great job. Uh, Queensland government would have to be uh, congratulated in that area to get the whole uh, AFL up there. Um, it's been a fantastic year. Uh, the shorter quarters and uh, the shorter games, the 17-game uh, season, I think that falls into Geelong's hands a big time because if you look in the last pass seasons, Geelong will always run out of petrol late in the season and I think this year... I think they'll be uh, at full throttle, and I think they'll be too good for Richmond. Hopefully I'm right. I just reckon they've got a couple too many show bags. That's Geelong, but anyway. I've got to say that Gary Ablett Jr., probably oh, it is going to be his last game, win, lose or draw, but God, he's been a champion of the game, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's like, been a fantastic player. You can't deny that, yeah. It's been good for Queensland too, I reckon, having the AFL up there for the year. Yeah, it'd be... Um, well, the Broncos have had a shocking year also, but... Even when I was up there, when we won the three premierships in a row, Auskick only had about 500 kids doing it. When we finished the three premierships, there was 27,000. So there was a big turnaround. So hopefully with the AFL being up in Queensland for the whole year, there's a lot of kids that will come out of Queensland. A bit of bad luck for the AFL, two good, two Melbourne, top Melbourne clubs. <laughs> they would have filled the bank up this week, I'm pretty sure, with Geelong and Richmond being two powerful Victorian clubs. So, yeah, it's, they've probably missed out on a bumper crowd and a bumper week. Hopefully, Victoria get all the premierships. Melbourne Storm, hopefully we take that one. Don't them new Vixens, South... The Vixens. Oh, the Vixens. They, they they one. Yeah. Don't, Storm. Don't, yeah, don't the NRL supporters, especially New South Wales ones, hate Victoria getting the premiership, well, for Pike, sure. Pike, can we go for a bit of your career? Because it is substantial. And uh, do you want to start off where you started off? Oh, as I said, I was... Australian and played at a club called Nord, the Redlegs, and got drafted back in 92 to Melbourne, who were the same colours, red and blue. Uh, spent a couple of years there, and unfortunately for me, coming over as a 20-year-old and not being that professional, I uh, got delisted after two years. <laughs> who was your coach? Uh, Neil Barm, one of the best fellows you'll find in uh, AFL. I think during the week he was actually given a lifetime membership of some award, but... Uh, he was a terrific bloke. I actually knew him from South Australia, so it was all my doing. I wasn't the, wasn't great at Sunday morning trainings. Um, Sunday morning barrel, you'd have been all right, wouldn't you? I reckon if I'd have played in the seventies, I may have been a captain. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the nineties, it wasn't like that. Where the recovery sessions were, it's actually swimming and doing all the uh, recovery. Where back in the seventies, it was a barbecue and a and a barrel. So I would have enjoyed that uh, era to play in. So from um, so just before we move on, that. Every, every club Barmy's gone to as a manager has won a flag too. He has. He's, well, <clears throat> he took Melbourne to the prelim in 94, but as a football manager, he's been at Geelong, Collingwood and um, Richmond. Yeah. So he's a fantastic bloke. He's just level-headed. It uh, doesn't matter if you're 
in the right or wrong, he'll always back you. Um, he's a good man to have by your side because he's a boat that will, won't throw you under the bus. He'll work with you, and every every problem can be fixed with Barmy. Okay, and where'd you go from there? Uh, was lucky enough to go to Fitzroy when they were on the deathbed, um, 95 <laughs> and 96. Um, unfortunately for Fitzroy, there was, there was a long time coming with the AFL wanting them out and some interstate clubs coming in. I think Port Adelaide took their spot in the AFL. Um, so when I got there, the, it was pretty much playing for a local club. The um, Everything, all the funding was being cut. Um, the AFL wasn't given any handouts to Fitzroy. So the players um, <clears throat> really weren't playing AFL football at, from Fitzroy's behalf, but were playing against great opposition. So it was very tough. I think I played in two winning games out of 36 for Fitzroy. So it was a tough slog. And you won the best and fairest. Did win the best and fairest in the final year. I don't know if that's... It's a great thing to win a Best and Ferris, but in the bottom side, it's you know you'd like to be a, a Best and Ferris. Win to win, win, mate. Oh, I'll take it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but in a bottom side, you know it's not the the greatest achievement I've I've got. I'd rather win a premiership any day of the week than um, win a Best and Ferris. But you know, still, I'm the last ever Best and Ferris winner at Fitzroy, so that's uh, a good right thing on, for me. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And from there, uh, over to North Melbourne with Dennis Pagan um, and Wayne Carey and. I actually went from the bottom side to the uh, premiers. So in '96, um, North Melbourne won the the AFL grand final, but they also won the seconds, and I got recruited from a bottom club. So I went there knowing that I could break into the side, but I wasn't 100% confident. But I got there, and Dennis looked after me pretty well and fitted me into the side. So I was pretty happy that I went from a like a, a bottom club to a top side, and I broke straight into that from the side. to the penthouse. Pretty much. So it was a, a, a big difference. That, like when you're playing for the Fitzroy, the opposition didn't give you too much respect, and then going to the North Melbourne, they give you too much respect. So yeah, yeah. it was a big change. And results there? Results there. I uh, two grand finals, one premiership, and two losing um, preliminary finals. So in the four years, um, played in two. Prelims and two grand finals, and probably should have had two two wins. We played uh, the LA Crows in '98 and kicked two goals, 22 at one end. So we were up by 14, uh, no, 20 points at half time, and it was one goal 14. So we had 15 more scoring shots, 20 points up, and then they overrun us in the second half. So it was one of them games that we should have had one by half time and put the game in, in no doubt at all. But because of our bad kicking, they give the Crows a sniff to. Uh, I think that's still a, a chance at half time when they should have been technically 10 goals down. And the duck, good as they, good as they say? Yeah, he's the best player I played with, without a doubt, and because I played with a number of clubs, he's the best player I played against too. I, when I went to Brisbane Lions, I was, for about 10 minutes, got put on the duck, and they just cleared the forward line out, and the runner came out and said, take him apart. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Dennis Pagan. And I went, yeah, tell Dennis to go get, you know what. <laughs> Okay, so from there, from north? From there to north, I uh, was pretty much uh, struggling a bit. When you get delisted at 28, you think that that might be uh, coming to an end. I was fortunate enough, my manager got on hold of uh, Gubby Allen up in Brisbane to say, do I have a meeting? Which I attended and said the right things, obviously, with Lee Matthews in uh, present to this meeting, and he thought it was worthwhile taking another chance. I was actually a father for the first time. Me, my firstborn was only a couple of months old. No, he wasn't even born, actually, when I got drafted. So Lee, Lee Matthews obviously seen that I was going to be a father for the first time and 
uh, maybe my bad ways might change a little yeah. bit as they do when you become a dad. Yeah. And um, obviously, I wanted you pretty hard at the ball. You, you played a pretty you know, hard game. So, I mean, that, those sort of players aren't, don't, aren't on trees, are they? I mean, you know, like... Yeah, they were sort of sniffing around. The, they, they were in the finals for a couple of years prior to me going up, but hadn't um, gone any further than... I think North Melbourne actually beat them in a preliminary final in 99. So to go up there, their list was pretty good. They obviously had some champions that become champions after we started winning some uh, flags. But to go up there, there's another guy from Collingwood, Mount Michael, went up there also and we uh, strengthened up their back line a fair bit. And Lee Matthews? Uh, again, like Barmy, very good. Um, always, he looks after his players well. Um, if you do mess up, he... Not as bad as Dennis Pagan to go and see. Um, <laughs> Dennis Pagan ripped you to threads where Lee was... I think when he started at Collingwood, straight out of uh, him playing, he was a bit harder. But by the time I got to Brisbane, he was a grandpa by then. He'd calmed down a fair bit. So he was very level-headed also. And he didn't make the mistake of um, saying too much when in the heat of the moment. He'd wait a couple of days and then study what he was going to talk about and actually send the right message instead of being uh, hot-headed and just giving you a blast for no real reason sometimes. Well, that's an unbelievable career. It's for four, four premierships. Um, your best footy trip? Um, there's plenty of them. I can't remember them. Um, no, we, uh, the fortunate thing of being an AFL footballer, you, um, we did some fundraising throughout the year, so you didn't go to Ballarat for a footy trip or down to Tasmania. No, we went no. overseas and let the hair down. So I'd say Cancun, Mexico was oh, very yeah, good. Yeah, um, Cancun, yeah, yeah. But had some great footy trips to Vegas and that. So as they say, what happens on footy trips stays so, there. You were one right. of a few downloads on those trips, wouldn't you? Th- you been up there? Well, actually, I was Maybe. even better than that. I was actually the one that handed out the download. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was the judge of it all. <laughs> so you couldn't, you couldn't win it yourself, could you? No. no, I had to vote someone else in because I was probably a front runner every year that I went on a footy trip to... Would have won more more uh, downloads and uh, who's the, who's won the most brownlows? I would have taken that off him. Well, Bobby Skilton won three. I know that. Three. But, um, that's about it. In a, yeah. uh, Aiden Button three. It's not on my statistics but here. I would, no, no you didn't. it would have made yeah, <laughs> six. <laughs> would have been a long guy play for. Let us ask the questions, mate. You put us on the spot. The first yeah. one you but asked. The uh, minute I played for twelve years, I might have won eleven downloads. Yeah, oh, yeah good. <laughs> How many brownlow votes did you get over the years? Um, I do know that. Uh, 39. Jeez, that's not a bad effort. Jeez. It's not a bad effort yeah. when you consider I wasn't, I was pretty verbal towards the umpires at uh, some points. And it's, uh, <laughs> As you would be. The uh, head of the ABCC was a field umpire and yeah. I got a $5,000 fine for giving him what for. So oh, you'll, get, you'll, you'll get a few stars from us for that, mate. We will, and if I ever get interviewed by him, I'll just bring out that uh, interview or the, what I said to him back then. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, any, any other questions, mate? No. Great man. Well, listen, what we might do is we might cut to a track and we'll come back and talk about a bit of uh, construction business and um, get yep. Pikey's um, view on how we're going and all that. So we'll cut to a track. What have we got, mate? Uh, the Wolf Mother, the Joker and the Thief. Obviously, they're playing at the grand final, so Wolf Mother. <laughs>
bought that track. Um, it was. Um, I can't wait till we can hear it. I can't wait to get back to the studio because we didn't hear it. So, but uh, look, we're trusting uh, the old Campo with all this, and uh, and anyway, if it, if it turns to tears, we're blaming you, Campo. But uh, uh, it would be silly not to take advantage of the, the chance like this with Pike in here. Just give us what are you, how do you think we're going? The union's going in the industry at the moment, mate. We've had, we had the battle a fair bit over this last year with the with the EBAs and the, the coronavirus and whatever. What do you think? What's the feel? Because Pikey's uh, just for the listeners out there is a shop steward on a um, icon icon job, so he's he's leading from the front on the job. So, what do you think? How are we going out there, mate? I think we should be very proud of ourselves to be able to keep the industry going. To you the truth, um, and it's through the delegates on site to push the builder to make sure the right things are in place um, to be able to keep the industry going. I know the first wave we were at 100% and we had to drop back to 25% and now we're back to 85 um, as a credit to the union to make sure that our members weren't all locked out of the job and unfortunately we did lose some through the period but hopefully very soon they can get to all back to work and um, we can start looking after the 100% of members. Yeah, well, and... and um they're happy with the new EBA? Wrapped. Yeah, wrapped in this, in this time with the coronavirus to be able to get the EBA over the line. That's a magnificent effort from our executive team. Um, it's great for the workers. It's great for our members. So looking forward to it actually uh, kicking off. You met a few characters like in the football industry. You met a few characters on the jobs. You would have met a few along the way. Uh, yeah, there's plenty. There plenty. is plenty out there. Um, oh, look, I, I'm wrapped to be a de- delegate, to be a, a voice on site for the members. Um, there's all sorts, um, all different nationalities, all different type of people. So um, it's a bit like football in some ways that you have to um, do the right thing by all. Whether you think they're right or wrong, you have to stand by them and stand in front of them and uh, do the right thing by our members because that's what they expect from us. This is a rewarding job, isn't it? Oh, it's the best job. Working after work is the best job. We can't have. always get it right too, but uh, we try. No, no, no. We're, we're proof of that. Even, yeah. if we get, even if we get it right, we'll pretend we're right. Uh, right. So what, what, we've got the issues around the jobs camper. We've got yeah, um, obviously, you want to give us a report on the um, West Australian. Yeah, obviously we had the death in Western Australia last week. Um, a young fellow died, a young twenty-three-year-old died. The, uh, on Tuesday they had a rally in WA to try and get industrial manslaughter across the line. Mick Buck and his team, CFMU, leading the charge over there, had a rally, and there was a good attendance at the rally. What I'm led to believe. And on Wednesday, I see the reports are late Wednesday afternoon that they've actually the the government over there has actually passed legislation for industrial manslaughter. So in Western Australia, it will be a crime if you kill a worker, you will go to jail as you should, because obviously there's engineers and everything sort of signing off. And you know we've all heard we talked about it last week the tragedy that happened over there on the Len Lease job, but now they've got industrial manslaughter, so it's actually getting written into law. So it got through the lower house, got through the upper house, and now it's in the part where they make it law, so that's a good win for the WA. Might be a bit late for those blokes, but anyway, it's better late than never, and uh, very unfortunate situation out there. And they've had plenty of deaths over there in the yeah, recent years. Yeah, I remember the poor guy was crushed with a precast panel. And the girl, the girl who fell, fell down the, the lift shaft, lift yeah, shaft so. backpackers and that, they're horrible, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, that's moving forward, that's fantastic now. Young Kylie Brown had a couple... Yeah, young Kylie Brown, an organiser of ours, a good organiser of ours. Um, she's had a wage claim for LiftMod with the blokes at LiftMod. Obviously, they weren't paying... Um, like, the LiftMod has an on-site agreement and an off-site agreement. So what they were doing is on the RDOs, they were paying the blokes the um, 
off-site agreement rates instead of paying them the on-site agreements rates, which is a significant amount difference. That, the travel on RDOs, personal leave and sick days, they'll pay them the off-site rent rate. So she got them back paid, 55 grand, so that's a pretty good win for Kylie there. So that'd be good leading up to bloody Christmas. We're getting close to Christmas, 55G. That's a great effort, Kylie. She does good work. She does a good job for the union. What else we got, mate? We're just about running our stuff already. Obviously, there's obviously we've got Kane Construction. They've engaged a mob called CIS Flooring, not paying any of the compliances or any of that sort of stuff. So you know, typical Kane's perennial. Um, We do have the Green Tree Stole Christmas. There's one there. Gary Marshall, he's running the Westgate job. Even though that job's two years behind, and we've all gone, we've all heard what's been happening on the Westgate and how it's such a disaster. Well, he wants all the blokes. He wants to shut the job on the 18th to start the Christmas break on the 18th instead of the 22nd, like the rest of the industry. It's written in the calendar, so the company doesn't have to pay for the sad day and the boys missing a couple of days' pay. You know, the job's two years behind. But the Grinch who stole Christmas and trying to take the money of the blokes for shutting the job early is Gary Marshall. So that's yeah. a big one. No shock horror from uh, John Holmes. Did, no. you, did you see the um, uh, the, the Westgate Bridge show, Bikey? I did. It was excellent, excellent show put together. I thought it explained the situation very well. And it, it pointed out, and I actually spoke to all our members on site to make sure they watch it because things can turn nasty pretty uh, quickly. And if you do see something that's unsafe, speak up straight away. Sorry about that. That's, that's a slab, Mikey. That's a slab. We'll yeah. drink it straight after the show, right hopefully. After. Box of bottles. Um, <laughs> yes, but it was well put together, and um, I think because of what happened, the tragedies that uh, the, the younger generation that come through have got a lot safer environment to work in. Yeah, and, and now that you saw the blokes that were on the bridge that turned the bird, major uh, people in the industry, you know, like uh, Pat Preston and Tommy Watson and... Uh, I'm going to forget half of them now, but anyway, there's quite a few of them. There's a, oh, plenty that come yeah, out of there. And come, Danny Gardner, uh, quite a few that come out there and they've uh, taken uh, big roles in the industry it, as union officials or whatever. And then we, from there, that's where the safety started improving, but we've still got a lot, obviously, with, with access, like we've just heard about in West Australia and things going, still going on like that, we need to make a lot, lot more grant because no one deserves to go to work and not come home. So, And the other thing I got the, the shock out of that was finding out actually... What compensation they actually got? They actually got jack shit. I think the only people who got any money were, mm. the, were the bosses, were the bosses' families or the bosses. They got a nice handshake, but the workers that, and, the, and the people left behind that lost their, their, their breadwinners uh, could virtually got uh, nothing. So it's um, and look, obviously everyone. The one I, I got shocked with was like everyone put the hat around and got money for them, and they gave the engineers' families a hundred bucks yeah. a week or whatever it was, and they gave the labourers and the rest of the workers us 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 blokes. Thirty bucks a week. Yeah, you know, it's a big difference, isn't it? Back in them time, so. And it's very hard. I mean, the mate lost grand when, when they've lost their breadwinner, and, and, and there's a the wife, the wife and kid, young kids left behind to sort of battle for themselves. And I think they'll never, they'll, they'll never come. No, the family's there, never so. recovered once you lose someone. Yeah. So look, it was a good show, and apparently that uh, that they're going. There's another one coming out too. Yep. Which one? Oh, no, you're pointing at me. I don't know. I'm not. Well, we'll find out that actor. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, uh, Steve Jacobson. No, no it's not, it's not yeah. stupid. Anyway, it's not like us to get it wrong, but anyway. The bloke you made, Kenny, the dog. Yeah, bloke yeah, 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 Steve, <laughs> isn't it? No, it's not stupid. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, Shane. 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 Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, Steve. Steve. Anyway, yeah. Steve's his brother, I think. Yeah. 
Anyway, so we'll get for that. Uh, there's also a bit going on in um, New South Wales. The branch is having to go up there for the new EBA. Yes. So at the moment, they've gone to fair work because um, they've been campaigning pretty hard. They've gone to fair work so they can actually put a ballot out to, I believe, ProBuild and Wattpack. So then the, those they've won that. So now the blokes will receive their ballot to vote on if they take protection, uh, protective industrial action to win their EBA. So they've had a fair income dip. They're trying to get an RDO calendar the same as ours. And they're going for obviously their pay is a lot less than ours at the moment, so they're trying to go for a five percent, five percent. So they're trying to catch up. So good effort for Darren and his team up there. And we know the unions each side of Victoria to be as strong as they can because it helps us too, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. The stronger the other branches are, the better it is for us because they're not just attacking one area. You know yeah. what I mean? So let, let's be honest. Let's spread the bullets. So obviously. It's, Obviously, we've got a bit more stuff going on. I've got um, McConnell Dow, Morty um, Alley Bypass. Um, obviously, change rooms are a requirement on the job. Um, they're not putting change rooms out. They tried to get the AWU because we don't they, we don't have a shop steward there at the moment. They're trying to get the AWU shop stewards to tell our blokes to say they don't want change rooms. Well, our blokes want change rooms. <laughs> they're working on civil in Martin Mark. Piling rigs, all the all the dirty things, and it's a requirement. So McConnell Dow have got the AWU shop stewards trying to tell our blokes they don't want change rooms. Well, please. Well, we've got a um, yeah. Well, we had a big blue about that, didn't we? With um, the women's toilets. Yeah. Last year, when they they didn't supply the women's uh, the women's toilets, but there's uh, Mick Miles rang in. There's a job down in Port Melbourne. I'm not sure the builder, but they had no toilets. <coughs> Excuse me, no torts, no no amenities and anything, so stay tuned about that one. Right, uh, who else we got? We better start yeah. on the scallywags oh, and the. Well, we'll start on the scallywags. Oh, we got. Um, you got something? Yeah, on. Austral Bricks. Austral Bricks, one of our organisers went out there, Paolo. He went out there this week. They refused his right of entry to enter the job. So he went and done it legally, and they're refusing. WorkSafe said they've got to let him into the job because he has suspected intervention, and he's followed the rule book, and they're still, they flat out refuse. So obviously we'll follow on that up there. There will be a case on that, you know. So you do the right thing and you get blocked. So what's the point? Exactly. All right, so we'll start on the scallywags. Here's a chance to think about if there's some boss you want to shit can pot over the years. Do we get... Uh... He used to work for Admiral the Marine. <laughs> no. Do we get sued on this show, do we? Well, you it's do, funny. because we'll give you a name. But we'll, <laughs> just tell us, we'll, we'll shit cannon for you, mate. But, uh, so who have we got, Alan? Oh, I'm going to, well, obviously, we're going to have to go with Gary Marshall Westgate for making the boys take an early Christmas. Um, McConnell Dow, obviously we went through that then. Lift Mod. You know, lift mod for you know underpaying. Oh, and lift mod. I'm going to nominate them for Suki Lala because after we won the 55 grand, they've got JobKeeper. So instead of putting two blokes on JobKeeper, they sacked them because they went for what they were back paid for. You know, it cost no cost to the company, but that's what they did. So they're definitely out. That's a um, Suki Lala and Austral Bricks, obviously for refusing Palo's right of right of entry. Oh, gee, that's not a bad bad field there, mate. Uh, all right, well, so, and Suki Lala, so we've got lift bottom for Suki Lala? Yep. All right. Okay. And all the uh, and the master builders and all the bosses in WA whinging about how industrial manslaughter is going to cause them grief. Well, that's what it's designed to do, so cop it sweet. Don't kill anyone, you won't have to worry about it. Exactly. So. But we've got to pick one. you got to pick one. So who are we going yeah, with? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's right. We know we have to pick one, Amy. Now, that's why you press the buttons. And then, then, like, you know, God love you. See, she's taken over now. Maybe she should too. Good point. Uh, look, uh, so we've got Gary Marshall. We've got McCon- McConnell Dow, Liftmod, Austral Bricks, and the Master Bills of West Australia. I reckon uh, Liftmod's pretty low. Yeah, I what think, yeah. You reckon? Yeah, we'll go with him. Lift mob? Lift yep. mob. Scully Wags and, and the Sookie Lala, well, they've got that sign up, haven't they? Yeah. Sacking two blokes when they've got JobKeeper, it's not costing them a cent, and they sack two blokes just to be grubs. Yeah. All right, so, Pike, we appreciate you coming in. It's been fantastic having you in there. Someone that does know a bit about the game, <laughs> played the game. We only pretend we know a bit about it, but uh, it's fantastic to have you in there. It'd be interesting to see who did one after all. Who, who, we pick, who are we taking? We haven't said who we're taking. Yeah, well, I'm going Richmond. Yeah, I'm going Richmond. I'm going Geelong. All right, so there yeah, okay. And obviously Melbourne Storm in the NRL. Yep. So I hope you enjoyed your grand final weekend, and uh, we'll go in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare the win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. It's good morning for the concrete gang, and we're going out with... Uh, slice of heaven, uh, Dave Dobbin. <laughs>
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.